Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank podcast. We love God, love people, and love our city. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the entrance of your word. It always brings light. Your word is active and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. May your word pierce into our hearts, divide soul from spirit, reveal the thoughts of our hearts, mirror to us our original design, and may Jesus be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's such an honor to be like... um, Excellent. I've got my slides. Like Quentin said earlier, this is the last Sunday of the year. And I'm really honored to be sharing this devotion on the last Sunday of the year. 2020 has been a time for many very apprehensive, full of disappointments, despair. For some, it hasn't been. It's been a year like any other year. But we started a series last Sunday called Christmas, still the most wonderful time of the year. And Langa started talking about giving. Christmas is still the most wonderful time of the year for giving. As Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. A few days ago on Christmas Day, Greg spoke about still the most wonderful time of the year for hope. Who is hope? Hope is not a thing. Hope is a person. His name is Jesus. Jesus in me is the hope of glory. Jesus in me aligns me with my original design every day. It's not about things. It's about who he is and what he's doing in my life to take me from point A to point B. I brought some of our Christmas present packages and I kind of felt that if there are kids in the in the uh, in, 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 in assembly today it would kind of keep them a bit attentive until I get to it. So I will get to it, okay. You can focus on me now but I get to that. He needs to focus. (laughs) I would like us today to look at Christmas, a most wonderful time for believing and receiving. I've tagged it Christmas, hashtag Christmas, WTFBR, a wonderful time for believing and receiving. I don't have a Twitter account, but it, it just sounded really, really nice to have a hashtag in front of Christmas. We are going to be contrasting two characters from the, from, from the story of the birth of John and the birth of Jesus. And we're going to be looking at some fundamental truths that God needs to communicate to you and I during this time of Christmas. So it's going to be a long read, but let's 
Let's undertake the journey together. It's from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 5 to 38. We can read together, and I will just lead the reading. The birth of John the Baptist foretold. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will, bring he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Hashtag Christmas, WTFBR, a wonderful time for believing and receiving. I like to contrast two characters in the passages that we've read, the first Zechariah and the second Mary. And I'm going to use four parameters. I'm going to be, measure, I'm going to be contrasting these characters using the person, the place, the encounter, and the response. Let's look at the person, Zechariah, a priest after the order of Aaron. He could trace his lineage to the first high priest in Israel, who was Aaron, the brother, the older brother, the elder brother of Moses. He was a priest after the order of Aaron, he was married to Elizabeth. He was married. He was righteous in God's eyes. The scripture says himself and his wife were careful to obey all God's commandments and regulations. They were old in age. They had no children and Elizabeth was past childbearing. The angel confirmed that Aaron was a man of prayer because the second sentence out of the angel's mind, mouth was, your prayer has been heard. I suspect that during the time of waiting for children, Zechariah had not only prayed, but fasted. He had sought God. He was a man who had access to the Holy Scriptures. Not everyone in those days had access to the Scriptures. He had access to the scriptures. Mary, on the other hand, had a shorter CV. She was a virgin, and she was engaged to be married to David, who was a descendant, 
to Joseph, <laughs> who was a descendant of David. It's interesting that the scriptures did not think to link her lineage. It simply said the angel went to a virgin who was to be married to Joseph, a descendant of David. The only other mention of her lineage in scripture is after the angel visited with Mary and said, by the way, your cousin Elizabeth is pregnant, which means that there was a connection between Mary and Elizabeth. We don't know what it was, but that was the only mention of her lineage. There were no other items on her CV. The first lesson that God needs to communicate to you and to me today is irrespective of who you are. God loves you. God knows you. He knows your name. He's got your cell phone on speed dial. And he has great plans for your life. His plans for you have not been canceled because of 2020. His plans remain the same. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, he spoke to Israel, and he's speaking to you and I today. He says, the plans that I have for you are good plans, plans of good and not of harm, to bring you a future and a hope. God knows you. God loves you. He knows your name. The name that we do not call you, he knows that name. Even the name that you do not know that you have, he knows it. He says, you are the apple of my eyes. In Isaiah 49, he says, I have written you upon the palms of my hands. He was speaking to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1 verse 4. He says, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you came out of the womb, I had a plan for you. God knows you, he loves you, and he knows you by name, and his plans for you are good plans. In Psalm 139, David was in the spirit when he wrote this psalm, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It says, you made, Psalm 139, Verse 13, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. You feel you're complicated. In our home, we've got a, we've got a phrase for the last bonds. It is complicated. God made you that way. Your workmanship is marvelous, says David concerning how God created him. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. God has recorded your days from beginning to end. There is no day that is a mistake. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. 
How precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Irrespective of who you are, God knows you. Therefore, this is still the season for believing that. Second, let's contrast place. Zechariah was in a hill town, the major town in the land of Judea. It was called Jerusalem. It was the city, just like Josie is the city of gold, isn't it? If you come to Josie, you will pick gold off the streets like you will not believe. That is the deception that many have been faced with coming to the city. Zechariah was in the city, Jerusalem. Much more than that, Zechariah was in the temple. He was in church. And in addition to that, Zechariah was in the holy place. Now, according to the architecture of the temple, there were three major spaces. There was the outer court where everyone could come to to pray, and that was where the brazen altar and all the altars for the slaughter of the animals were placed. There was within the tent enclosure the holy place where the table of incense was placed along with a few other items. And then there was the most holy place. Zechariah was in the holy place. He was burning incense. And according to the Passion Translation, that was likely a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for any priest at that time. So he had a special opportunity, and he was alone, probably the closest that anyone could get to God at that time. Mary, on the other hand, was in Nazareth, in Galilee. Nazareth was one of the surrounding towns of Jerusalem, of Judea, excuse me. Nazareth was considered insignificant, so much so that when Nathanael met with Philip, and Philip said, come, let us go to the master. What was the response of Nathanael? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? People didn't think Nazareth was anything worth considering. I'm sure there are towns in this land that we look at and think, what good can come out of that place? Lesson number two, irrespective of who you are and where you live, God will meet you there. Whether you live in Santin or Berea or in Pimville or under the bridge, or in prison, the God of heaven knows your address. He will meet you there. He is not a God who is restricted by where you live. He's not a God who needs your permission in order to knock on your door. He will meet you wherever you are. Whether you live in an RDP house or a mansion, or a shack, or under the bridge. There is nothing hidden under heaven. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13 says, All things are open before the eyes of the God to whom 
we are accountable to. I'm going back to Psalm 139 again, verse 7 to 12. David says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the furthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me, and your strength will support me. If I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in the darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Hashtag Christmas. WTFBR. I must open a Twitter account. The encounter. Now, I need to put context to what was happening at the time the angel visited with Zechariah and Mary. Things were not good in Israel, things were depressing, they were disappointing. They were despairing and they were dark. Six, for 600 years, Israel was under some form of foreign rule. From Nebuchadnezzar in 500 BC, king of Babylon, to Cyrus in about 400 BC, who, who was the king of, 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 of Persia at the time, to to about 300 BC when the Syrians and the Egyptians ruled Judea and annexed it as a province of their empires. So Israel was in Judea and they were ruled for hundreds of years by foreign kings and foreign empires. We go to 198 before Christ, Antiochus III the Great, who ruled as a Syrian king and also made Judea a province of Syria. So they were going from one king to the other, depending on who ruled over the world at that time. Then there was the revolt by the, the Maccabees, for those of you who know some of the history of, 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 of Israel, under Mattathias the Great. And due to the excesses of the son of the Syrian king at the time, Antiochus IV, there was this revolt called the Maccabean Revolt, where for once in almost 400 years, Israel had a leader, a judge, who was one of their own. Shortly after, there was civil war in Judea. And then, because of the civil war, the Roman Empire conquered the world and conquered Judea in 63 BC. Herod, who was of the, one of the descendants of the Maccabeans, fled to Rome at the time and was crowned king of the Jews. So now, at the time of the appearance of the angel, 
Judea was ruled by a puppet from Rome called Herod. And that's why Herod was really threatened by the birth of Jesus. There were no prophets like Elijah or Elisha or Isaiah or Samuel. For almost 600 years, there were no kings like David or Solomon, no judges like Joshua or Deborah. God was considered to be silent again. The promised land, which was meant to be flowing with milk and honey, was now a small hill town, Jerusalem, with surrounding villages like Nazareth. The people were disappointed with God. They were in despair. They were disillusioned. For Zechariah, there was an additional problem. Himself and his wife had no children. And that was considered a disgrace at the time because Elizabeth confirmed when she became pregnant. She said, God has been merciful to me and has taken away my disgrace. So it was a disgrace not to have children at the time. So Zechariah, within the context of this cloud of disappointment, was doubly disappointed. 2020. He was doubly disappointed with this God. He knew God's word, but he did not know God's power and God's presence. The angel appeared to Zechariah, and the angel said, do not be afraid. No matter what you've gone through in 2020 or 2019 or 2018, the word of the Lord to you today is, do not be afraid. As we exit 2020 into 2021, do not be afraid. The God of Israel is with you. Every day of your life has been counted and accounted for. If you will believe, do not be afraid. The news today, you already know what the first item is, even before turning on the radio or the TV. It tells us that 2021 may be as uncertain as 2020, but God is saying, do not be afraid. It was the same message to Mary, the same message. Do not be afraid. Fear not. The response, what was Zechariah's response? And I often wondered until I started reading the scriptures and commentaries on the scriptures. Zechariah's response, according to the New Living Translation, was, how can I be sure of this? Excuse me. How can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Mary's response in the New Living Translation was, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Now, if you listen to both their responses, you think they're the same response, isn't it? There isn't much difference. It's how, how. But I looked closely because the response of Angel Gabriel was slightly different to both individuals. The Passion Translation 
of Zachariah's response was, how do you expect me to believe this? I am an old man and my wife is too old to give me a child. What sign can you give me to prove this will happen? In today's English, I don't believe you. Show me evidence. That was Zachariah's response. I don't believe you. For 600 years, God has been silent. Why now? Why me? Why here? Mary's response, on the other hand, was, how will this happen since I'm a virgin? In today's English, I believe you. Tell me how this would happen. That was Mary's response. Hashtag Christmas, WTF, BR. The, the, the angel's response to both of them was different because the angel read between the lines. Zachariah said, I don't believe you. Show me evidence. The angel's response was, I am Gabriel. In other words, what? <laughs> I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of the Almighty God. It is he who sent me to you. Because you have asked for a sign, here is a sign. You will be dumb until this that I have brought, that I've said to you, will come to pass. My words will come to pass at the right time. Lesson four. Irrespective of who you are or where you are located or where you are at in terms of the, the state of your, 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 your mind, your health, what God has purposed and designed for you will not fail. If you believe, nothing shall be impossible for God to accomplish in and through you if you believe. You may be a Zachariah, old in the faith, walked with God, memorized the scriptures. I was convicted when I was reading the scriptures because God was saying to me, listen, you've been born again 31 years. If I were to send a message to you today, will you believe? And I know that there are some of us, we've known God, we've walked with him, we've been born again for donkey years. We've seen his miracles. We've experienced his goodness. But 2020 has come to test. 2019 has come to test. 2018 came to test. It's been a long season of waiting. I've been waiting for God. But God has disappointed me. God says, my words shall come to pass. Nothing shall be impossible for God to do. You may be young. Maybe you gave your life to the Lord last week. Like Mary, expectant of great things. You have your life ahead of you. If you believe, nothing shall be impossible for you. As we enter 2021, 
what is my response? What is your response? As for me and my house, that is my response. I choose Mary's response, a response of faith. It says, no matter who I am, where I am, where I'm at, I am the Lord's servant. May everything the Lord has said about me come to pass. Matthew 21 verse 22 says, if you believe, you will receive everything that you ask for in prayer. I often used to think that is a dangerous scripture. Can you imagine that scripture in anybody's hand? But Jesus was not speaking to anyone. He was speaking to his disciples. He said, if you who have put your trust in me shall believe, if you shall anchor your entire being in my word, Everything you ask for in prayer shall, shall be yours. It may not come in the package or the wrapping you expect. So if you were like some of us during Christmas, all we can see is this Christmas package. Santa, I need this gift. I need this. This is what I want. Right? In the spectrum of God's purpose, may I come down? Thank you. In, the, in so far as God is concerned, this is what you're asking for. But God says, that's what I have for you there. This is the package I'm looking at. And I'm saying, Lord, this cell phone, this watch, this car, this house, give it to me. God says, no, no. You see, that's the package there. It's called digging for gold. Can you see it? <laughs> In the spectrum of time, I'm saying, now, Lord. God says, you will receive it, but at the right time. There. You just need to take a walk and, and follow me as we go along, because this is where I'm taking you to. That that you're looking at may be too small, is too small for you. This is where I'm taking you to. If you believe, you will receive. It may not come in that package. It may not come at that time. But you will receive what you have asked for if you believe. No matter who you are, God loves you. Amen. God knows you by name. So He's got you written on the palm of his hands. He's not forgotten about you. Every strand of hair upon your head is counted. It is accounted for. God knows where you are at. He knows where you live. He's not unmindful of what you're going through at this time. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. What he has said concerning you will come to pass. Say amen with me. Amen. Can we rise and pray together? Great word. <laughs> Hashtag Christmas. A wonderful time for believing and receiving. Amen. What will be your response as we exit this year 
and as we go into 2021, it may not be different from 2020. But the truths that God has spoken is, you are precious in his eyes. Jeremiah 31 verse 3 says, I love you with an everlasting love. I just want to encourage you to be in a place to receive God's word. It is that word that created the world that will come to pass in your life. Father, thank you for each one here. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Your gifts and your calling upon us are without repentance. You will fulfill what you have designed us for. We thank you for 2020. We go into 2021 fully confident of your love for us. We go into 2021 knowing that you will meet us where we are at. We go into 2021 choosing not to be afraid. We go into 2021 confident that the will of God upon us will come to pass. Nothing shall be impossible if we believe. If you're trusting God for forgiveness, this is a good time to believe and to receive. If you're trusting God for hope, a passion for the future, 2020 has drained the juices of zeal and passion out of you. This is the time to say, Lord, I believe. I believe. If you do not, and if you've not met with Jesus, this is a good time to meet with him. And I'd like to give an opportunity to anyone here who says, I have not met Jesus as Lord of my life. I don't know my original design. I don't know what God's plans for me are. This is a good opportunity. If that is you, I'd like you, wherever you are, to just raise up your right hand and say, Lord, this is me. He knows where you are at. There is nothing hidden under heaven. The God of the heavens knows you by name. Is there anyone here this morning who says, I'd like to give my heart to Jesus. I'd like to make him Lord and Savior of my life. Anyone here this morning, just raise your hands and let's acknowledge that you're taking that step and saying, I am the Lord's servant. Thank you, my brother. You can drop your hands. Just like Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be unto me according to your will. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful time. Thank you for this year. Thank you for what is ahead. You are the God of the universe. We believe in you. Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone.